0: Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute Weekly Podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute Weekly Podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree and I'll be hosting you today. We've got a special edition of the podcast today where we sit down and talk as healthcare providers about foot conditions, some of the many things that we will see commonly in clinic. LTI is really committed to making sure that we can help educate providers and then help you leverage laser therapy in your practice to help patients with really, really difficult cases. So I think you'll enjoy this recap on anatomy and problems that can occur in the feet and how we use laser therapy to address those. I think this will be kind of good, kind of fun. So we're mm-hmm. going to be seeing a lot of new foot pain patients here over the next month. I know you're gone for a little while coming up soon. but mm-hmm.
1: um, over Why next is that? Month, Just... Because
0: we ran, a, we ran an ad on Facebook oh. that hit... Uh, just looked at uh, foot pain i ran a knee pain and then i ran a foot pain Mm -hmm. and the one for foot pain just exploded i mean it was crazy yeah we got like three times as many people wow um at least you mean asking
2: questions or yeah so on the
0: ads they can Mm -hmm. sign up to to get more information to sign Mm -hmm. and and then we get their like first name and their Mm -hmm. email and stuff like Mm -hmm. that um and so we got just tons like on the in the first 24 hours we had like a dozen people wow really or wow, more that's exciting. Yeah. so it, i don't know what it was but it really hit well and so we've got a lot of foot pain patients we've mm-hmm. got a lot of knee pain patients mm-hmm. right now too from those good. ads we have run but um i thought this would be good to go ahead and go over foot pain stuff before we start seeing a whole bunch of these just because i gotta admit if you told me to point out the cuneiform bone i'd be a little bit unconfident So, is that a word? Navicular,
2: I don't know. Navicular, I know. Mm -hmm. Calcanus, I know. Yep. Talus. Mm -hmm.
0: I get mixed up on these guys. Oh, yep. So, medial cuneiform, intermediate cuneiform, lateral cuneiform. And that that shouldn't be too hard. But I always get mixed up with is the cuboid on the lateral side or the medial Mm -hmm. side? I don't know why. Always do. Mm -hmm. So, cuboid, of course, is lateral. Um, And then you've got your metatarsals that go out. This is where we see a lot of stress fractures with people on the metatarsals Um, of course with stress fracture you're going to look at like pinpoint tenderness not always, you won't always have positive x-rays so a really good thing to do if you think we are probably looking at a stress fracture is ultrasound Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: it's not bomb proof but ultrasound plus an x-ray together will do a good job with being able to find uh, stress fractures on the uh, on the uh, metatarsals pretty well So that's a good one, Um, but I want to start with bones because bone structure I think is really important. When you get into uh, the ligaments, Mm -hmm. let's see if I can enlarge that. Ligaments are really, really critical too, and this is the one that is injured the most, uh, are these these lateral Mm -hmm. ligaments. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the lateral side, you've got three really important ligaments uh, that are fibula to talus, fibula to calcaneus, um and and those are the ones that are typically torn where they a, a like an ankle rolling injury hmm. a lot of times they never recover and people do just really pretty well or they seem to but it introduces a level of instability to the joint and the foot starts to move improperly a little bit less frequently injured are the the deltoid ligaments on the medial side um, but these can also be injured too especially with like sports injuries and that definitely induces a whole lot of overpronation and instability in the way that the ankle and the foot move. Mm-hmm. So those are ones to think about. You know that somebody could have had a you know complete tear of a couple of these ligaments on the lateral side of the of the ankle, and they might not really have any particular symptoms. Uh, um, you know other than foot pain. It won't even be at the ankle. It could be the foot. It could be um, fibula. It could be. Uh, Knee pain, even. Mm. Okay. So, something to think about. This starts to have to do with shape of the arch over time as well. Um, Everybody has their own arch shape kind of genetically, whether it's high or normal or or flat. But there's other factors there, too. And the ankle injuries play a big part in that because if you're overpronating constantly, you're going to end up with a flat, uh, more of a flat arch, uh, lower arch because it's just part of losing some of that support. If you do that enough, then you can you can lead to, you know, those, those progressive movement disorders can start down that degenerative change in the foot, and not just arthritic changes, but everything from neuromas to bunions to, you know, traditional osteoarthritis. So you can evaluate the gait. For weakness in those ligaments, just by standing behind somebody and watching them stand barefoot. So I'd highly encourage all of us to, if we're looking at ankle and foot injuries, look at somebody in their socked feet at least. Just, you you can just have them stand. I mean, if you can have them walk too, that's even better. But look at this angle here and Mm -hmm. evaluate: is it pitching too far out? Are they pitching in? You see this one a lot, Mm -hmm. and you'll also see like more toes poking out on this side mm-hmm. as well they, they turn those feet more laterally sometimes people are in shoes that mess them up mm-hmm. sometimes people are really in good supportive shoes and that's mm-hmm. the only thing holding them together for mm-hmm. their gait
1: mm-hmm.
0: so wouldn't hurt to evaluate them okay that's yeah. we can do
2: that so and maybe this is what we're about to address going forward how do you correct for these things maybe that's what we're about to address okay never mind
0: not not so much um oh. on the i'm just kind of Roll through more on the conditions, but as mm-hmm. far as addressing this, mm-hmm. this stuff, this stuff is pretty rough. This is where you need to get some good insoles involved. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to support the arch, because if you can support the arch properly, then you don't get this rolling in. Because mm-hmm. if you've got a good arch in the foot, mm-hmm. sets more properly. If the arch is dropping out from under you, mm-hmm. you're going to rolling in more. Right. And then you get this kind of angle. Right. Gotcha. So good supportive insoles does not have to mean in most cases at some huge $400 set of custom-built right. orthotics for people, a lot of times just an over-the-shelf, over, over <laughs> uh, <laughs> over-the-counter mm-hmm. uh, set of insoles is, is plenty. Okay. Superfeet um, are great ones. They, okay. they provide good support. They're not too expensive, and they have both high, middle, and flatter arches. Orange Superfeet are the really high arch. Um, orange, get get these really well. Green is normal, and then blue is more for the lower, okay. lower arch. And people can try them on if you go somewhere like uh, like Sportsman. You can try just setting the the um, support on the ground and standing on it and mm-hmm. seeing how it does. Okay. And that's easier for us to do too because we can just put that on the patient and say, look, you need some insoles, try out super feet, try out the green ones, try the blue ones, try the orange ones, whatever feels comfortable, and then that way we're not stuck trying to evaluate shoes and orthotics, just pass that on to get them taken care of. If somebody is really bad and you're convinced that we're not going to be able to correct, if it's some complicated, Mm -hmm. then that might be a good time to go ahead and refer them to an actual podiatrist. Mm -hmm. So, the more you have this this improper gait and this improper pronation pattern Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. foot, the more you put strain on the other parts of the foot that are not designed for that strain. Mm -hmm. And when you do that repetitively enough, on any body part, it's gonna develop problems. One of the problems is Morton's neuromas, Mm -hmm. which again is a great one to use diagnostic ultrasound for. You can't really see this one on x-ray in most cases. Sometimes you'll see a little bit of a widening between uh, metatarsal three and four. Um, But most of the time you won't really see good evidence on on x-ray. So diagnostic ultrasound is a great one though. Of course MRI is another good choice here. This one, patients have more generalized pain In most cases Mm -hmm. and but you can really nail it down we've seen plenty of these you can if you get if you start digging in there they'll Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. do one of those but that nerve is fairly deep think about it it's not on the surface Mm -hmm. it's actually lying right in between those two bones Mm -hmm. you almost have to like dig in there Mm -hmm. these can happen between two and three or four and five but the between um, between three and four is the most common location Mm -hmm. for them to pop up and that's really going to be a lot of forefoot pain or in anything, whereas when we go to plantar fasciitis,
1: mm-hmm.
0: our favorite, everybody's favorite, mm-hmm. you really don't have that much in terms of forefoot pain. It's really, really right. rare. This is an incidence chart on how often uh, patients report pain in different parts of the foot with plantar fasciitis. So, the most common location for plantar fasciitis is going to be the heel mm-hmm. and then that medial part of the arch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've seen this in different spots kind of around the heel too you know mm-hmm. not just dead center underneath but even you know towards the medial side or a little bit towards the lateral
1: mm-hmm.
0: but your Morton's neuroma is going to be much more out in the forefoot mm-hmm. another thing here if we're looking at the medial side of the ankle you've got the tarsal tunnel which is very much like the carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. only it's wider and more open, so you don't see tarsal tunnel problems nearly as often as you do carpal tunnel, but it's the same mechanism of injury. It's the same type of problem because you've got this repetitive strain that happens, the nerve can become entrapped, and then you have all kinds of pain, numbness, burning, tingling, stuff like that. How do you distinguish this from neuropathy?
1: Test it. Mm-hmm.
0: Test it. It's only going to be one sided right. in mm-hmm. most cases, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, also, it's rare that it will go above the ankle. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. So mm-hmm.
2: people who are extra pronated probably more stress on that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. It's just a stretch on that mm-hmm. ligament.
0: Yeah, and you think about you know you can have an ankle injury that leads to overpronation. Thirty years down the road, mm-hmm. you run into this. Mm-hmm. So
2: that's really interesting. Like you said, distinguishing like is it neuropathy or mm-hmm. yeah
0: and it can be both yeah. we've had a patient that, is, that had it both sides went undiagnosed for 40 years horrible amounts of pain nobody mm-hmm. could figure anything out we figured out what it was but mm-hmm. at that point he'd had it for so long there's only so much we could do but really really unusual presented just like neuropathy or mm-hmm. plantar fasciitis he was told for years he had plantar fasciitis he had really? cortisone injections and everything mm-hmm. and they never did anything at all um
2: and that he presented like plantar fasciitis too?
0: A lot of pain in the, in the medial mm-hmm. arch and on the heel. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you went and you did Tenelle's, mm-hmm. tapped right in there on that tarsal tunnel, mm-hmm. bing, pain right down that mm. whole medial side of the foot. Tenelle's is really clear mm-hmm. because it doesn't affect anything else down here mm-hmm. unless it is nerve entrapment. <sighs> Another degenerative change is the mm-hmm. bunion. This one happens over time, but can happen actually fairly quickly. And you actually get migration of that first that first digit mm-hmm. across. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not so much that um, the the end of the toe is going anywhere. The toe itself is fine, but it's that it's that proximal it's joint mm-hmm. that has that lateral transition. So you get widening between first and second metatarsals, and then you get that translation across there. Um, really most problematic with certain shoes so you're going to see this with women a lot more than you will with men just because women wear weird shoes more often than men do
2: and so it's an improper fitted
1: shoe over it, time that can
0: start it yeah oh, okay that can definitely start it mm-hmm. but so can this improper motion of the foot too because right. you're applying more lateral pressure if you're over pronating you're right. pushing the foot out this way right and then if you're even in just a regular shoe the toes over are time mm-hmm. yeah gotcha Yep. i see so obviously this is not something we're going to reverse with mm-hmm. laser so that's mm-hmm. where you really have to get in there and work with ankle strengthening mm-hmm. um because you want to stop the process from going on and try and reverse that um motion but then watching the shoes you know mm-hmm. the thing with these two is that bunion surgeries typically don't go very mm-hmm. well i mean a lot of foot mm-hmm. surgeries don't go well because it's mm-hmm. the feet they're hard they're hard to work with mm-hmm. um But bunion surgeries in particular can be really, really difficult. And this guy, Mm -hmm. what's this brace for? Hammer toe. Hammer toe, Mm -hmm. yep, exactly. So, um, some of us, if we're really lucky and amazingly talented, have this second toe that's longer. Um, And it does create problems, especially if you don't have properly fitted shoes.
2: It's so funny. I see just in general, in the general public, most everybody has that second toe longer than the first or or a third.
0: That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So these braces can be really useful as somebody's already got that hammer toe development. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, proper shoe fitting and proper motion of the foot is really, really important here. And that's why, in my opinion, getting foot problems addressed properly. Like when we have a younger person in here with with an ankle sprain it doesn't really matter if their pain levels are down. We want to make sure that we're correcting that motion as best we can and using laser to help drive tissue repair in those damaged areas. Because just because it doesn't hurt doesn't mean that ligament is actually Mm -hmm.
1: repaired.
0: right? Mm -hmm. So, um, But if we're already at the point where we need things like these braces and all, there, there are good tools out there. So this is the last one, and this is the one that... We see tons of arthritis and heel spurs, um, calcaneal spurs and Achilles spurs. Those are all really difficult, but those all are the result of improper repetitive loading. Really, so, mm-hmm. I was just
2: going to ask you that. So unsupported loading. What do you mean improper loading?
0: Repetitive inflammatory r- loading, in a, in a way the foot's not designed to work. Okay. So either either improper footwear. Or you've got, oh, okay. gotcha. um, you've got shoes that don't give the proper level of support because of that prior injury. Mm-hmm. Um, or lack of strength in the foot even mm-hmm. can do this because when you don't have good muscular strength, that foot tends to just flatten out more than it should mm-hmm. with every step. Mm-hmm. If you do that every step, mm-hmm. it starts to strain these attachment points. And mm-hmm. the body's response to that is very <laughs> simply to make them stronger. The mm-hmm. strongest thing it can do is turn them into bone. Mm-hmm. It has its own problems, but it's your body's best... Best bet on there. Just because they have bone spurring or degenerative joint disease mm-hmm. or whatever's going on, that does not mean they're hopeless. Right. There's a lot that can be done um, in the non-surgical realm, and laser is perfect for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's where we see sometimes need for injections too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So okay, so I I understand the loading on the foot where the arches where the plantar fascia are. Op- fasciitis often develops what mm-hmm. about the um the attachment of the achilles though
0: mm-hmm. so what do you do as soon as you start getting heel pain tippy toe Yep, and that mm-hmm. starts to shorten it mm-hmm. and applies different stress and more stress mm-hmm. than you're supposed to have back here gotcha so you start to get the oste or the uh ossification of that attachment side of the achilles gotcha yeah lots of stiffness yep So, in a case like this, if we got plantar fasciitis, you know it's been going on how long?
1: Lifetime.
0: Yeah, a a long time. You don't get to this point overnight at all. But we also know that it's not just plantar fasciitis. We know Mm -hmm. there's other problems going on. That's why we've got the new plantar fasciitis settings, too. So we can work on the associated areas while still addressing the pain, but you can't just focus on that heel it's not enough you've got mm-hmm. to be able to hit everything else too mm-hmm. that's why our plantar fasciitis settings don't work down here they start up in the leg mm-hmm. they include the entire ankle mm-hmm. because the entire ankle is almost always a factor mm-hmm. and then you get down here as your very last step
2: gotcha okay mm-hmm. and we need to correct the loading correct
0: and we need to correct loading it's like a diabetic with neuropathy if they've right. got uncontrolled sugars right you're not going to get anywhere with them If you've got a foot that's not moving properly, it's not supported properly, Mm -hmm. and you just keep doing that, Mm -hmm. it's going to continue to get irritated with every step they take. Now, between laser and injection and stuff, we can do some amazing things despite Mm -hmm. improper foot motion. So that's great, but the more we can do to properly support the foot, the better. Mm So it wouldn't hurt to stand them in their shoes, right? See what they look like, and then get them shoes off and see if they collapse in or what they okay. do. Okay,
2: interesting. I was just gonna say on that note, it's just looking at the heels of people's shoes, mm-hmm. just looking at the wear pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like cowboy boots are like you can't them right. wear mm-hmm. perfectly on that flat square heel, mm-hmm. and you'll see that. Not as much in like a tennis shoe, but somebody comes in and they got foot pain, they're wearing shoes that might show that. Mm-hmm. Good to look at, because mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. telling. It is. <laughs>
0: yeah. And
2: then that translates to knees, which could translate to hips, which could Mm -hmm. translate to backs,
0: blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Especially if it goes on for long enough. Mm -hmm. And that's what we usually see is people who have already tried lots of other things and now they're here because nothing worked. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Okay, so that concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed being able to listen in as we talked about common foot conditions and how laser therapy can be used. If you want to know more about how to implement laser therapy in your practice, if you're a podiatrist or an orthopedic doc or a chiropractor or anyone who commonly sees foot problems, you know how frustrating it can be to not have quick, excellent answers for patients uh, who have been dealing with especially chronic issues get a hold of us we can help you learn how to use laser therapy in your practice to help these patients that are in need thanks very much for joining me and i'll see you next week subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy check out our patient focused podcast healing at the speed of light a great resource for your patients for massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes Become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.